Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good morning. It is time for us to keep it real. Welcome to the It's Real Radio Blog Talk Show. We are so grateful this morning that you have taken the opportunity and the time out of your busy schedule to join us. We have a phenomenal show for you today. But before we go into all of that, as I'm sure you all know, the East Coast is truly, truly getting slammed this morning and started last night with snow and blizzards and Winter weather. With the weather, protection around those that are on the East Coast and going through it. I know how they feel. I was there for Sandy and the snowstorm that came in right behind it, and it's no joke to be there and to be cold. Um, I see even in the Carolinas where over 150,000 people are without power. Your children. So thank you, oh Lord God, to share. In what you are doing in the earth realm, Father, you have called us as your mouthpiece. So, Father God, we just want to take the time to pray and your protection around those. We're asking, Father, that anybody that might be on the streets, oh, Lord God, with no place to go, will find shelter. We're asking, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that you would cover your people, oh God. Cover them, Lord God, with your hedge of protection. We're praying against any additional time. Father, do what only you can do. Only can calm the storm. Only you, Father God, can protect those, Lord, that are in the midst and in the path of the storm. And we're just asking, Father, for you to do Because there's a big, big difference, and we have learned 
um, through trial and tribulation, a lot of us parents, that it's not about being your kid's friend because our children, <clears throat> excuse me, need that, that parental influence in their lives. They need somebody that can be an example unto them, somebody that will guide them and direct them and give them godly counsel. They need that more than they need a friend. Um, most of them will establish friends outside of the home, and they need a parent to even guide them in that because a lot of times their friends can be the ones that will lead them astray. But um, we have found that a lot of times in our struggles, and especially those of us that may have not did parenting correctly all the time, we weren't perfect parents. I know God knows I wasn't. I thank God every day for raising my children, okay? But um, sometimes when, when God is doing a turnaround in our lives, we think that we do not have the right to discipline or to speak um, into our children's lives as we should. And we have a, a very special guest today who's going to share her testimony on how God stepped in the midst of her relationship with her children and turned it around. And she had to learn that it was about being a parent more so than it is about being a friend. So with that being said, I want to welcome my co-host into the show, Ms. Tanya Roberts. How are you? Hello, hello. How are you, beautiful? beautiful lady? I am awesome. I am awesome. And so good to hear your charming voice this morning. And yes, then we have our Okay. Then we have our funny man, Mr. D. L. Henry. How are you this morning, sir? You know what it is, Mr. L- I is here. I is here and I am ready. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, I is ready. Doing just fine. You, Doing just are fine. Are you ready, sir? Are you ready? Yes, I am. Yes, it's snowing here, too. Uh, It ain't nothing but a shadow of it, but it's a little bit of snow. It's it's a shadow of it? Yeah, just a shadow. We have a little little dusting on the ground here in Atlanta. A little bit of dusting. Um, It'll probably be gone in the next hour or so, I would imagine. But it is cold, (laughs) y'all. It is really cold. I'm having my personal shut in right now. (laughs) <laughs> Amen. You got no a personal shut-in going on, sir? Yes, sir. I'm having one myself. Hey, I'm with y'all. I am so with y'all. You know, I mean, and I know, Tam, you can relate to this, too, because we West Coast people, you know what I'm saying? We don't do yes, this whole yes. thing real, real well. So, no, no, no. anyway. Anyway, uh, but we thank God. We thank God that you are both here with us this morning, and God kept you through the night and allowed you to wake up and and share your awesomeness with the listeners. What an awesome thing it is. Well, I want to take this opportunity now. I really want um, our guests and our listeners to our our listeners. I'm sorry to hear from our guest this morning. She is a phenomenal woman of God. She has. Um, walk through some valleys. Um, she, she'll share her testimony with you. It will bless you to see what God has done in her life, how he has stepped in and turned her life around. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce to you Miss Yvonne Renee McDaniel. Good morning. Good morning. Yay. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for, first of all, thank you so much for having me on this show. I really do appreciate it. And I hate to say this, but I am outside and I am I'm looking at my pool and I have a short sleeve 
hoodies on and um, shorts on, and it's very it's going to be 70 degrees. I hate to say that to y'all, but I'm bringing the sunshine. I know oh, I'm bringing okay. the sunshine did to y'all. Did we just lose her? Did, did yeah, we that, just lose that her? Won't even drugs 
I got laced with my weed, um, with, with weed with crack cocaine. And I was strung out on crack cocaine um, for a couple years. And <clears throat> when I had my kids, I my mom and dad, I gave them to my mom and dad. I, I, I set them outside. I called my mom and dad. I set them outside. I said, can you come over? It's an emergency. And I set my kids outside my apartment. I was really strung out. And that's where it began. Um, and I began my journey on drugs. Um, after I got off of drugs, um, I ended up meeting this guy, and then he helped me, and I got pregnant again with my son, and I got cleaned up and everything. But I still, at that point, I felt guilty of being on drugs, leaving my kids. So I became their friend because I did not know how to parent right, correctly. Um, although my parents was very strict on me, I didn't want to be strict on them. I did not want to take my kids through what I went through, which is, not being able to talk to my parents um, like I wanted to. So I didn't learn um, the streets and men and all that kind of things. And um, from my parents, I learned that from the streets because I was hard-headed. I didn't want to listen, and that's the key. You don't want to have, you don't want to listen to wisdom because you want to do what you want to do when you want to do it, and that was me. I wanted to do whatever I wanted to do. And um, I began this journey of um, my children being their friend because at this point they're bitter, they're upset, and I didn't. I wanted to keep them, so we became friends. And so that did not work out for me because they talked to me any kind of way. Everybody would listen and be like, you know, and I'd be like, okay, stop talking to me like that. But I was still their friend. The reason being is that <clears throat> being a friend to your children was giving them the opportunity, I thought, to be able to um, talk to me, come to me, and, and share anything they wanted to share with me, and I was going to be just that another girlfriend to them, to my daughters, that is. Um, after a life of drugs... And I finally got my kids back. It was a, uh, uh, it was just, a, it was a testimony because um, it took so long for me to get myself together. Um, and once I got them together, which was not too long ago, six months ago, my um, all my children got that I'll bring all your kids back to you if you promise me to give them wisdom, give them wisdom nuggets. And do not be their friend because it doesn't work out like that. I said, God, well, I don't want to lose them. Once you start feeling like you got to parent your kids, they looking at you like, uh, you ain't been in my life like that. You've been in and out of my life. You're not going to tell me what to do. You got, you have a lot of making up to do. And a prophet prophesied to me and told me, you, you're guilty. You, you feel guilty of leaving your children and he didn't even know me. He knew. He said, you feel guilty of leaving your children, but it's over now. God has forgiven you. Now it's time to raise your kids. I'm like, I can't raise my kids at this point. All I could do is just be their friend. No. No, no, no. And I was afraid of being that kind of parent, of saying, clean up your room, do this, because I didn't want no backlash, and I didn't want to have to um, um, choke them and slap them and knock them down. I didn't want to have to do all of that, because, you know, you like, who are you talking to? My kids would talk to me any kind of way. 
and uh, and most parents know um how that feels because you really don't know how to parent them plus i was a single mother so i didn't have that male figure that i seen in my home because again go back I wanted to do what I wanted to do, so I did not have a husband. I had a baby, and he went to jail. Then I had another baby, then he went to jail, you know. And then uh, so I was by myself, and I didn't know how to be a strict parent or a strong parent or anything. All I knew was to to do was like my mother. My mother was the lenient one. My dad was the strict one. So I was my mother, and I didn't know how to be a dad because I'm not a dad. I'm a mother. So I realized, I said, God, if you give my kids back to me, I promise you, I'll do everything you asked me to do. When I got them back, here's a journey that I had to learn to, and I'm fast forwarding, and you can ask me questions after that. I, I realized that being their friend wasn't benefiting them, and it wasn't benefiting me, because once you start getting older and they're talking to you like that and everybody looking at it, you're embarrassed because people are like, you just let your kids just do whatever you want to do. Um, they were able to, and we couldn't listen to uh, uh, um, R&B music in the house. We couldn't come in anytime we wanted to. My dad was like a biblical strict through the book. Well, what am I supposed to do? They can listen to whatever they want to listen to. It's okay, you know. I'll 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 get them where you know what I'm saying they can listen to it loud. They can they can do this, but God said no. I need you to put your foot down and let them know that you are not their friend because they treat their friend differently than they treat your parent. You need to put the fear of God in them and let them know this is not what you want. And that's exactly what I did. I started putting my foot down and saying one day my daughter, my, my middle daughter was in the kitchen and and I she had been it's been it was building up and building up and building up. And this is the reason why you can't be someone's friend your kid's friend. Building up and building up. Finally this last time I could not take it. She was in the kitchen. I told her to do the dishes. She didn't want to do the dishes. Eris, do the dishes. You don't want to do the dishes, do the dishes. She kept she smacked her lips, rolled her eyes, and before you know it, two point two seconds, I had body slammed her on the ground, had my hand around her neck, and I was just like, I will whoop you out. I just went crazy on her. And it snapped and that was just not good, even though she says later you know, years later, that was what she she was scared of me and, and she was like, Oh my God. But I'm not saying to do that, but I'm saying if I had started being their parent first, I wouldn't have had to, you know, do go to those extremes of of, of doing something like that because that's not good to be slapping your children in the face and slamming them all on the ground because you're mad because what you did, not what they did, because you did. You set the standard of being a friend to them, not them. And so it was like, okay, Lord, what am I supposed to do? Be a parent. Okay, so how am I supposed to be a parent? What do parents do? When I tell you to do something, do it, period, the first time. Like, remember how your parents did you? You didn't smack your lips, and if you did, you got slapped in church. You had I had to stand in corner in church. I, had, I was embarrassed. My dad embarrassed me. I didn't play with my dad. So why don't you put that in them? This is You don't play with your parent like that. And that would begin that journey finally when I got my children back. And I said, Lord, you gave my kids back from a life of drugs. And that's a blessing within itself. But now it's like I don't don't care how old they are. 
I set the standard. When they begin to to feel like I'm their mother, I set that standard and saying, you can talk to your friends like that, or you can get out of my house and you can you can um, have your own place and do whatever you want to do outside the house. It was a fear of them leaving the house and getting into drugs like I did. It was a fear of of them um of someone else raising them on the streets that happened to me. A lot of times what happened to you, you don't want your kids to go through it, so you do it differently just to keep them in the home. And so I had to get delivered from fear. I had to get delivered from hurt. I had to get delivered from so many things because it was the only way that I can now raise my kids. So deliverance is the it was the key also to me. I had to say, God, please, he said, I forgive you. I said, well, Lord, what do I, you know, now I'm in this place. I'm a kid. No, you sit down, you talk to your kids and tell them, I am not your friend. If you want a friend, you go out and get a friend. I am your mother. So when I ask you to do something, you do it then. If you cannot do that, there's consequences. And you stick to those consequences. You don't, you, you stand your ground. Stand your ground and say, okay, you don't do this, then it's consequences. And that's what I began to do. Now, of course, you know that saying, it's going to hurt me more than it hurts you. I never understood my parents saying that. You're going to whoop me. I'm all crying. More than it hurt me? No. But it is true. It hurts you to have to discipline your children when they're um, doing whatever they're doing because you're scared of the consequences of them leaving or mad at you or angry with you and things like that. So you know what I did? I sat them down and I said, I'm sorry I left you. I'm sorry mommy was on drugs. Mommy wasn't right, but now God's giving me a second chance with you, and I have to be your parent. And if you don't like it, I'm so sorry, and I'll pray the covering over you if you decided to leave and do whatever you want to do. But these streets are not going to give you what I can give you, and I'm going to give you the truth. And I start, I begin to give them the truth about everything, about the streets, about drugs, about this and that. My parents never gave me that. They never told their testimony they was on drugs. They never told their testimony that they left me and, and gave me to my grandparents. It's a generational curse. And you have to break it. And I began to break that generational curse and saying, I'm going to raise my children like God want me to raise them. I'm still going to be cool. I'm still a cool mom, but I'm going to talk to them. I'm not going to have to raise my voice unless it's necessary. And that raising the voice is a more of authority voice, not, you know what I'm saying, raising them and screaming and hollering because they're not listening. I began to have authority in my voice because I said, Lord, I take authority over my children's life. And that started that journey right there. Amen. Amen. That's awesome. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm going to open it up to my co-host to ask whatever questions they may have. Wow. I just Uh, really want to say, yeah, go ahead, Dee. I'm sorry, Danny. Wow. I'm just... um, I am I am taking back because I guess the thing that stood out to me the most is that uh, your transparency, um, but but what you said about your parents, they did the, the same thing. So it was a 
a generational uh, curse that was, was happening. But because they weren't transparent with what was going on, you dealt with the exact same thing. And so it's, it's, it's amazing to me because I see I have four boys, uh, three uh, by uh, my first marriage and uh, my current wife, I, I have one. And I guess that's the issue that I have with the eight-year-old and his mother right now is that I'm saying you got to be the parent, you know, and not a friend because this is not going to be good for him. So I guess my question is, is how do you get someone to understand that this can't be uh, a, a good thing? Um, it's just like uh, even with, with her now, it's like he, she's taking him out of the home. I have no idea where he's at. And but I'm the only positive male figure that he's seen. Uh, but how do you get them to understand, or get a mother or a parent to understand that it is it is of importance, of great importance, that you parent them and not be their friend and just give them what they want. You have to first def- define friendship. With your friends, begin to say, "Have you ever had a friend that hurt you? You ever had friends come and go, but your mother and your father is always going to be there. In most cases, you know, mm-hmm. because there are some, you know, the fathers and mothers that hurt their kids and things like that. But that's another ball game. But genuinely, you have to get them to define a parent." And a friend, my job, my duty is to provide a home for you, to provide food for you, and to provide sound, um, uh, um, the, the gospel of Jesus Christ to you. I have to present the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, this was the key, too. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I used to, after drugs, I still smoked weed. I still was drinking. My kids seen that. So when you begin to do things in front of your kids, they're wow. looking at you. Wow. Now I'm grown now. I'm 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 going out with my friends. I'm still grown, but they're looking at your life. Hmm. And they're saying, yeah. Well, my you drinking. You smoking, but you're gonna tell me not to drink and smoke. And then you wanna throw the but I'm grown. I do whatever I wanna yeah. do. Okay, yeah, I'm grown and I can do whatever I want to do, but you are the example. Mm-hmm. You are the first example. My dad was the first God that I had in, was introduced because my dad introduced me to God. So my dad, he didn't drink, he didn't smoke, he didn't cuss, he didn't do none of that. He didn't do that. That I thank God for. Like I said, my dad put in me God, but he didn't show me the other things that was going to come up against me because he didn't know how. Why? Because his dad left him out of the house, and his mom had to raise him singly, and she didn't know how. So it just was just on and on. So now my dad just put his, you know what I'm saying, um, began to show me. You, My dad didn't do all of that in front of me. My mom and dad did not argue. These parents are now arguing in front of their kids. They're cussing in front of their kids. They're fighting each other in front of their kids. And then they sit you down and tell you not to do this. Double standards. And it's like, hello, sponges. 
They're looking at your life, and they're saying, I want to be that. So guess what? Their friends are doing it, so they're looking at their friend's life. No, you're not going to stay all night without letting me know that, you know, where you are. And that's, that's wow. how you begin to parent. That's how you begin to parent. You you can't do that. And then I gave them, I call it the like the matrix thing, the blue pill and the red pill. Okay, <laughs> don't drink and drive. Don't do it because it's going to cause an accident. You give them the, 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 the blue pill. Don't do it. But then you also say if you're going to drink, you want to drink responsibly. See, my parents didn't give me an option of, of giving me, okay, they're, you're going to go to jail, you're going to get your driver's license taken away, it's going to cause a lot of problems. You have to give them the, 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 the one side and the other side so they would know they have a choice. You have a choice to do good or you have a choice to do bad. I prefer you to do good, but I have to be an example to you what good looks like. They don't know what a parent looks like because they've been seeing their parents do whatever they want to do. You have to show, like, I'm working. I'm doing all these things for you, but you're still not going to talk to me any kind of way. And the the first time they talk to you any kind of way, you got to say something. You can't be quiet. You can't let them slide. My son tried to try me um, about two weeks ago. I was asking for his phone, and he snatched it out of my hand. And before you know it, I I, I back slapped him in his stomach. I, I, it, it happened so quick. You know what I'm saying? I said, and then I said, oh Lord Jesus, I didn't mean to hit him in the stomach, but he was able to take that. And then I had to say, then I had to say, don't snatch stuff from me. That's rude and that's disrespectful. You don't do that to me. Do that to your friends. I'm your mother. The next time you do that, there's going to be more of a consequence. And you want to play this game, you're not going to play this game. You want to do this, you got to start taking things from them that really count. That phone, them games, all of that. Now, that hurts. My son loves his video games. He loves his phone. You know, phones are taking over now. You know, they on their phone 24 hours, seven days a week. You start, right. you got to begin to take stuff from them like my parents did to me. I, I was, I'm probably still on the punishment at 44 years old, okay? Because my dad <laughs> my dad I was like my dad, and I call my dad and my mom, and I have a relationship with my mom and dad so great, and I'm and I'm and I and I have this wisdom, um, from they're they're giving me wisdom. I'm listening now, and I say, Dad, Mom, I'm so sorry. I did you like I did you so many years. I was disobedient, and disrespectful, because now I know how it feels. Because um, my 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 kids was trying to do it to me, and I just didn't know how to parent them. Instead of just putting my foot down and saying, "No matter what, I got to keep my word." But it is a lifestyle. Being a parent is a lifestyle, and yes, you have to have a. It, it's not just you be a parent on Monday and Tuesday, and as soon as the weekend comes, you know it's not a parenting no more. So it's really an example. It's really setting the tone, you know. It's really setting the tone. They're looking at you and they're saying, "Okay, um, I want my kids to say when I a, a role model." You know, Michelle Obama. Everyone knows she is my biggest role model to me. She's elegant. She's classy and everything else. So that's how yes. I present myself to my children. I don't wear the things yes. I used to wear no more because mm-hmm. why? I came to God and said, God. Transform me into the woman you want me to be. 
So I don't wear my breasts out anymore when I used to. I don't wear all the things I used to. I don't do all those things anymore because I began to get myself together. And this is about self. So parents need to work on them first. Mm-hmm. Work on yourself. Because how can you tell Amen. somebody to do something if you ain't doing it? That's true. Uh-oh. That's the epitome of a hypocrite when you're you're telling them you don't do these things, but they're seeing you do it on a daily basis. And, and yeah, that, and they want to go to yeah, and want to go to church. I'm gonna let and, you and, chime and, in, um, and then we have some guests on the line that have some questions as well. So guests, I see your hand up. Um, just bear with us for a moment. But Tanya, go ahead and you chime in on on your comments and or questions. I'll make it really quick. I agree with everything you're saying, Z. And I know now, because I have a 14-year-old daughter, my oldest will be 32, actually 31, 32 next month, and my middle daughter's 21. My baby's 14. And I'm married now, but it's difficult because him being a stepfather and not wanting to just say anything and crush her feelings because she attacks him like a lion attacks an unknown cub. And being a mother in the middle of it, I know exactly what you're saying. I tried to do the friend thing, but I'm going to tell you something. I thank God for old school, and it's embedded mm. in me regardless of my faults and my mistakes. And, you know, I'm like you too, V. I will do, you know, I'm trying to say a low down, dirty, dirty, and don't provoke me. So, mm-hmm. but like you said, I begin to pray and ask God, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to hit on her. Mm-hmm. I don't want to beat her down. I don't want to beat her character down or who she is. But at the same time, I want to, Build her up the way you have for me, too. So when she goes out on her own or you take me or however, she can be self-sufficient without Mm -hmm. doing things the way I thought. Well, I talked to my daughter straight out, and I'm telling everybody out there, I let her know it's not a Cinderella world. I used to think that it was. And Mm -hmm. I'm more very direct with her and how I say things to her. And I'm like you, V. I used to have the girls out, you know what I'm saying, and stand at attention. But like you're saying, I thank you, Jesus through prayer and him showing me I want to be a classier mom. I know that she's Mm -hmm. something that she can be proud of if I have to go to the school and go visit or whatever. I stand at who I am as a woman of God, as a woman that has made mistakes, and as a mom. And I'm like you again. I try to be a little bit more open because I know that you got to be a little bit more open to them because their world is different than ours. And she has to tell me that, and she talks to me now. And she's like, Mom, you got to understand I'm a teenager. Yeah, but you Mm got to understand I'm still your mama. I'm still paying mm-hmm. bills. You still living mm-hmm. in my house. You know what I'm trying to say? Well, if I get a get a job and get my own cell phone, no, what you don't understand is you still living in my house and if I say relinquish that cell phone, that's what is gonna be done. And I don't mm-hmm. I, I'm like you. I have to talk direct. I don't I don't I don't take prisoners mm-hmm. and I'm armored mm-hmm. and girded up at all times. I put on my mm-hmm. armor because as a mother, you better because these kids are bringing it now. They're coming mm-hmm. out with some new Jackson stuff that I've never heard of before. They're on the mm-hmm. Internet and they're with communication. They can do it in three seconds flat or less. My daughter can drop a screen faster than anybody ever. Can I just have the computer to do homework? And when you tiptoeing downstairs, she can drop that screen so fast and look at you and say, I am doing homework. So I know all the multifacets of that of being a mom, and I like the mm-hmm. audience to speak in it now. So I'm going to stop right there. Go ahead, sir. Amen. 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 Um, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm I'm gonna pull in in um, a caller that um, has either a comment or a question. Um, area code seven zero two. The first three numbers of your phone is five one zero. You're on the air. Hi. Good morning. This is Cheryl. Uh, good morning. I, I, 
how you guys doing? I'm raising uh-huh. my granddaughter. Uh, I raised one granddaughter. I have a daughter. She's 36 years old. She tried the same thing. She had a baby at 15, and um, I tried to instill in her that just because you have a baby at 15 doesn't make you grown. Like Cam said, you still live in my house. I still have to provide for you. And here in the state of Nevada, because you're 15 and have a baby, the parents are still liable for you and that child. Well, she was at my mom's one, one night, and my mom woke up and couldn't find her and called me, and I went to look for her, and um, she was out walking in uh, the projects uh, with the baby. And I brought her home, and I tried to sit her down and explain to her that she cannot be out all times of night with this baby because you have a baby. I said, and at that time I told her, I said, well, you're acting like a little bee. I said, we're not going to have that. We're not going to do that. And she got up and brought a profession, a teacher to fight. Well, I lost it. To <laughs> this day, um, when we were said and done, uh, she was holding the baby. The baby was scared of me for about a good week. Um, she called the police, and I told them, I mean, if she does not abide by my rules in my house, then I'm going to beat her down, and you take her with you, or you take me with you. From that day forward, we have never had another problem. We have never crossed that mother and daughter line, and even now she's 36 years old, and she has three girls of her own, one's 20 that I raised. I try to instill in her, like you said, certain things you wear in the cold, you can't do that anymore. Now you are a mother, and uh, you have children, and now you are a grandmother. Mm-hmm. Um, my nine-year, my 11-year-old, just last week, we were in the car riding, and I was explaining to her about um, coming in before it's dark, and I'm not knowing where she's at, even if she is at the house next door. She just kept saying, well, I'm just saying. That's a new thing that they say now, well, I'm just saying. And I asked her, I said, where did you get that from? Why do you keep saying, I'm just saying? And she said, I'm just saying. It's just a phrase, Grandma. I said, okay, well, I'm just saying. The next time you say that I'm just saying, I'm going to rearrange your grill. How about that? Now I'm just saying. So we won't use that word anymore. So now I said, and the next time it comes out of your mouth, we're going to go to the dentist. You're going to have to put teeth in your mouth. I'm just saying. So she was like, are you serious? I'm like, I'm just saying. You know, we're, we're, on, we're on your level now. I'm just saying. I, next time you do it, you're going to crack your grill. So now she's like, when we're talking and she says something and I'm communicating with her, and I say, Kiana, I want to know what's going on with you, what you're doing, how was school, did she ride your bike, are you getting ready, what's happening, whatever. She turns around and she goes, well, um, she looks, and now she thinks and says, oh, yeah, Grandmama, yeah, everything's fine. So I was telling her, I laughed, and I started laughing. She said, well, why are you laughing? And I said, what were you going to say? She said, oh, nothing. I just thought about it. I thought about what she told me. I said, what's that? She said, I'm about fixing my grill. I said, you might want to think about it more often, because that's the word that we're not going to use. And you've got to be respectful. I respect you. You're 11 years old. But they... Or they deserve respect. If we want to see them and and yep. make them aware and listen to us, we have to also give them respect, but we also demand respect. And, again, right. they cannot and we cannot cross that line, whether it's mother, daughter, brother, father, whatever. You have to say 
the adult and let them stay the child. Amen. 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 Thanks for sharing, Cheryl. You know what? It I, I, I have to say this and, and I'm I'm directing this to our young mothers that are out there, um, because there's an awful lot of us now. Um it starts from the moment that child is born and your relationship is mm-hmm. developing. And and if it didn't start there, then it's never too late, as Javon just shared. It's never too late to make that distinction. But I think it's vitally important that our, our, our children that are having children, and I'm speaking from experience, okay? My mm-hmm. children are now 44 and 43 years old. However, I back digress to when I had them, I was only 14 and 16. Mm-hmm. So um, I was a child myself, just as you were saying, Yvonne. But the difference for me, I, in myself, in, in how I felt, it was always, I'm your mother. I, I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't leave mine. Um, I have a little different testimony. I didn't leave mine with my mother. I did have some rocky years in my early 20s where because I had been a parent for so long, I kind of lost it for a minute and got on drugs and was doing all manner of things. But it was a short-lived set, but it was, it was something that I walked through. But when my children were born, and I'm sharing this to our young mothers, it was like, that's your responsibility. It is not your parents' responsibility. It's your responsibility. Thank God Amen. for the parents that stand by the young girls. My mom stood by me. I don't know what I would have done without her. Thank God for her. Amen. But I had to draw that line because she started off with, I was going to be Coilette and she was going to be mama, and that wasn't going to happen. In me, that was not going to happen. No, 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 no. I had every one of those pains. I will be their mother. And they will address me as their mother. So, you know, I'm sharing this to say this to the young ladies that are on the line that, you know, we're not looking down on you, God forbid, because we've walked in your shoes. Every one of us have had a child out of wedlock, okay? I have both of mine out. You know, but the key is, is you need to start now. When those babies are babies and, and instilling in them, I am your mother. It got to the place where I, it was big mama and little mama, okay, but I was mama, okay? You know what I'm saying? Amen. So you don't, you, you don't, even though you may be young and it's, it's difficult trying to grow up at the same time you're raising children, it's not easy. I'm, I'm the first one to testify to that, but it's a necessary thing. So instilling your children when they're little, again, mine are 43 and 44 now, but they reverence and respect me as their mother. I've never tried to be their friend. Love them with everything within me. I think my daughter and I relationship might be one of the closest relationships that I have on the planet, okay? But I'm still her mother. I agree. I'm still her mother. Amen. You know. Amen. So, so as and I, I'm just encouraging the young ladies that are that may be listening. You know, even though you're young and you need the help of your parents right now, that's cool. Okay, that's cool. You know, good that they're there. But you need to step up and understand that's your child. It's not your mother's responsibility right. to make sure that child is changed. It's yours. It's not your mother's or, or responsibility to make sure that, that child is said it's yours. Amen. You know, it's about it. taking responsibility for your child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Or you know, well, anybody else's responsibility. Because, you know, sometimes they're, 
you know what I, I see I have seen personally that, you know, uh you could take a a child and they see so much. And mm-hmm. the one thing I've understood about children, they are the worst interpreters of what they see. Mm-hmm. It, because they're not matured enough to understand right. what they see. Right. And so when you take them on this journey or or what I say being a a selfish parent, just like Vaughn was saying, uh, you know, you look at it, well, I'm grown. That's why I'm smoking. Or I'm I'm drinking because I'm grown, you know. Or, you know, I'm doing this or I'm doing that because I'm grown. But what are we really teaching, you know, mm-hmm. our children? Mm-hmm. And what is their interpretation of that that may dwell in them and be with them for the rest of their life, now they have to deal with something that they're not mature enough or spiritual enough to even deal with. The comprehend right. what's really going on. That's right. I agree. That's I right. agree with that. That's right. But you know, and here's the key. I say here's the key. Heavy. Go ahead. Here's the key right here. Remember when we were young? I don't know if it was y'all, but this was me. The block raised me too. You know what I'm saying? The neighbors mm-hmm. raised me too. You can't. It, yeah. It's a different yeah. ball game now. It's a different ball game yeah. now, parents. You know what I'm saying? I had a parent come to me to go. She came, and she came with a crew, and she accused my son of stealing something or whatever. And it was my opportunity to get ignorant just like she was at my door. It was an opportunity for me to get just like she was ignorant. Now, hold on, hold on. And God said, no, 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 no. I want you to have wisdom with this parent. And I began mm-hmm. to talk to her because a lot of times it's your delivery to other people. I'm like, I'm not going to be ignorant with you because this is going to be way out of way out of hand. And I began to talk mm-hmm. to her in a different tone. I began to say, "Ma'am, my this is not like my son, but I am getting ready to ask." And I bring my son to him. Did you steal this? He said, "No." I say, "You can. I will, I'm going to go in my house. I'm going to look for you. Can I have your number?" You know, instead of the other way I probably would have been, you know, had I not have wisdom, mm-hmm. I would have been like, man, my son don't feel, where you coming to my door for? You don't check my, and, and, and do on all that. Because that's what we do. We show mm-hmm. our, our kids how to handle things by being right. ignorant. Like, no, don't do that because you don't know what that mother is going through. That's your opportunity mm-hmm. to show mm-hmm. her how to really be oh, a yes. mother. You know, you mm-hmm. have to be an example. And this is what I did. I give nuggets, wisdom nuggets to my kids all the time. I, and, I, and I allow them to talk to me. See, my parents said, this is what I heard all my younger years because I said so. Now, me, I'm the kind of person, you just can't say that to me, because if you tell me to put my, the, the fire is going to burn, I need to know why the fire is going to mm-hmm. burn. But because you said mm-hmm. so, now I'm going to try it. Now I'm going to try it, and then I'm going to learn myself. And a lot of times, you got to let these kids bump their heads to see. I I but after you told them, not I told you so, because if you do drugs, you're going to go down the line. Look at my life. Oh, I agree. This is how I talk to my kids. Look at my life. I did drugs. I left y'all. I, You know what I'm saying? I, I got out there in the streets. I left y'all. Now I have to develop a relationship with you. It wasn't no good. I began to tell them the ugly side of the uh, the streets. And, you know, and mm-hmm. they, because the streets is going to raise your kids, and they're not going to raise them right. So you are the one who needs to raise them. Stop saying because I told you so. Tell mm-hmm. them why. 
Give them your testimony. Give them examples. They need to know why, and now my kids are listening. And also give your kids a voice. I couldn't talk. Mm-hmm. We could not talk about boys and things like that. So all the issues that I was right, having right. with men, all the issues, because yeah. these are what these kids are doing. They, I used to have uh, 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 men in church hollering, talking to me. I didn't know how to deal with that. So I didn't know how to tell my parents because they never gave me a voice. So guess what I do? I have mm-hmm. a big board in my house, and we have meetings, and we talk about it, and I, I you, the floor is open. I want us I to talk about it. Any, and, and you open that, com, that that communication up with your children to be able to say, well, Mom, when you did this, I didn't like this. Instead of getting all mad and saying, because I'm the parent, because I told you, so I said, you listen to me, and you t- I do, you do. No, you can't do that to these kids nowadays. Because guess what? The, her friend is going to tell you something different. Mm-hmm. She's going to tell you something different. And you don't want that. you don't want them you don't want this 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 these streets to raise your kids, especially nowadays. You don't want them no, to tell you I what they You gotta set the standard and giving them the wisdom nuggets. My favorite saying right now, if I've been your age, you have never been mine. So I'm mm. gonna teach you that this is this is the reason why I'm saying this. Not because I told you so. This is the reason. It did not work for me. And the reason why it did not work for me, because blase, 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 and you tell them and allow them to make that choice like I had mm-hmm. to do my kids. So when they're in that situation, guess what? They're going to remember your words. Mm-hmm. They're going to remember that. that, you know, and that is great parenting. Instead of just just, just lecturing your kids, and they're not able to say mm-hmm. nothing. So whatever they feel like, guess what? They're acting that out somewhere else in school mm-hmm. all these kids in school you see all these videos i'm just livid i'll be like oh my god i wish so if my kid but you know what i'm saying it's because of their parentings are hollering and screaming and 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 you know what i'm saying because i told you so don't you know what i'm saying you need to sit your kids down and you need to have a heart-to-heart conversation with them if they choose to do whatever they you know go another while at least you have done your best is your Amen. best done Amen. in the house? If you got to know, my best is done in the house. So when they choose to do stuff, oh, they come back and tell me, Mama, remember you told me this? And I remember, I said, oh, my God. So now they're learning, not I told you so. Now mm-hmm. my parents are 44 years old talking to me differently cause, because, you know, because I'm talking to them differently. And I'm getting wisdom nuggets to my children now, and they're, and I'm an example of them. I don't have a whole lot of men in my house. They don't have, you know, and now they're begging me to get married. And I tell them I got married before, and it didn't work out because I got married because of this. You don't get married because of money. You don't get married because of this. You get married because God has put you all together. They're listening to me. They're listening to me now. And you're able to say they're not just listening. They're watching me. They're watching me grow. They're watching me go from nothing to something because I'm putting work in it now. And I'm also talking to them in the car. And I'm talking to them, how so? How is so and so? So tell me about this. Talk to me. You know, they don't cuss at me. When they, they don't even listen to things out loud when it's cussing. They, you know, when they listen to videos and they cussing, they know not to do that. I look at them and they'll cut it off. You know what I'm saying? Remember your dad or your mom? My daddy used to look at me from the pulpit, a certain look, and I would straighten up. 
You look at these kids, now they look at you right back like you're looking at them. Who are you looking at? You know what I'm saying? Like that. Because of the simple fact you were trying to be their friend and now they're disrespecting you and you don't know how to get back. It's because now you need to sit your kids down and you said things are getting ready to change around here. It's a new day. It's a new day. I had had told my children something um, when they were really, really small. Um, my, my son and I had had a falling out, and I kind of did one of those um, super ninja mama modes, too, because <laughs> he was six and was going to tell me what he was going to do. That didn't go over real well. But the one thing I told them is that it, I will love you till the day I die because I love yeah. you, and you are my children. So I will always love you. It does not say anywhere that you have to love me, but respect me, you're going to do that. God darn right you do. Oh, ma'am, that you're going to do. And I had a conversation with my son, and it was like, you know, you can talk to me about anything. He said, no, I can't. I said, yes, you can, but it's your delivery, how you talk to me about it. There is nothing that is off limits for you to talk to me about, but it's how you approach me with it, because you can't come at me any kind of way. You know, I'm not that real tight with attitude. You've got to know that. No, you ain't. No, you ain't. No, you ain't. (laughs) Amen to that one. I've seen you go out before. (laughs) <laughs> it's how you come to me, you know, but the sky's the limit. I so agree with you, Yvonne. You know what I'm saying? That you've got to have that open communication with your children. Yes. I firmly yes. believe this. You never tell a child, wait till you're older, I'll explain it to you. If a child is old enough to ask you, that child is old enough to receive an answer. The maturity level of the child will dictate to you how you answer the child. But you don't put the yes. answer on. You can't explain a situation to a six-year-old the same way you can explain it to a 16-year-old, but you can't explain it. Because if you do not, they're going to go somewhere else and get an explanation, and it might not be the explanation you want them to Mm -hmm. have. No, nope. you know, I so it's no. vital. Everything you said, Vaughn, is vital in raising yes. your children and being that example. Being that example, be example, my kids were teenagers when I got saved, okay? So they, they saw things, they saw me do things, but one thing they never saw was a man in and out of my house because I reverenced my children, okay? Yes. I lived with two men in my entire life. One was my daughter's father and the other one is my husband of 20-some-odd years, okay? They didn't see men in and out of my home because my children were special and I cherished them. They weren't going to see that. Plus, I wasn't going to have a man in and out of there because if somebody touched one of them, I knew I was going to jail. So it was just like, you know, you there's things that you have to do. Now, the way I dressed and I carried myself was different when I was in the world than when I got saved. But the key was Mm -hmm. when I got saved, I got saved for real. It wasn't a hypocritical thing. The same way they saw me on Sunday morning in church was the same way they saw me in the house 24-7. Yeah. You know, you got to be real with your children. You got to be real. You you can't put on to be I a hypocrite is to put on a mask. It's to put yeah. on a mask. You can't do that. You know, because they're the ones that see you all the time. So if you're one way when you're in front of the pastor and you're somewhere else when you're in front of just them, that's a problem. They're going to grow up being dysfunctional in the body of Christ. Yeah. Like, this ain't real. Yeah. This is not real. You know, likewise, if you've been through something in your life and you're in a struggle trying to deal with it, it is better to be honest with your children. 
You know, I was honest with my kids when I was on drugs. This is what happened. This is why we're struggling right now. Mama messed up. Okay. Yes, mama messed mama up. Messed up. Mama messed up. Mama messed up. Yeah. It is not a reflection on you guys. It's a reflection on me. Mama messed That's up. That's right. Now mama got to get it together. Yes. Okay. So right now I can say if one of my children were messing up, it's like, okay, let me be your prime example. You know when I was out there, I messed up. Yeah. You've messed yeah. up. Now you got to get it together. Yeah. You know, you and, and, and what you subject your children to, it's like, I, I, my heart goes out to what DL was saying. You know, if you are the only male figure that's a positive person in this child's life, and then all of a sudden that's plucked away from him, then that that throws the child off. Mm-hmm. It, it throws the child off. We've got to think things through before we just act in our emotions. How does being a parent means that child comes before you every single time, every single time? Okay. Yeah. Because because God called you and put you in that position. He thought enough of you to give you the gift of that child and That's the right. right to nurture that child and to bring that child up. So you have to do what's right. best for the child. Now hear me. Understand being and staying in a, a abusive relationship or a dysfunctional relationship mm. is not the best thing for the child. Okay, so you don't don't use a child as an excuse. Well, I got to stay here and get my brains beat out because I don't want my child to be without a parent. No, that's BS. Just straight out. Right. You know, doing what's best for that child is thank you. Thank you. Doing what's best for that child is standing upright and saying, you know what, I'm worth more than this. I want more than this. I, I will not allow you to just disrespect me because then my child thinks, it's okay for them to disrespect me. Then oh, then we see that. You know, on both sides, you either see the mother disrespecting the father, or the father disrespecting the mother, and then the child grows up to think that's the norm. That's what's supposed to happen. Right. Or both. It's or both. Okay. Or both sides. Yep, or yes. both sides. Yes, you know, they see it on both about sides. that child. Yes. Like, like Yvonne said, they're sponges. <laughs> they're sponges. Mm-hmm, they sponges. Everything yeah. that they're seeing as an example before them has a bearing on their life as they grow up. Let exactly. me say this. You are now yeah. an adult. Think about it. And I'm going I'm to turn the floor over, but think about this one thought. You are an adult right this moment, but what was it that you saw or experienced as a child in your home from your parents that has shaped and affected your life as an adult? Mm, that's good. That's good. Let me just say this one thought. Let me say this one thought. When I had lost my son to his father, we was married. I had married that last one, you know, the last child, because I didn't want to continue to get, you know, have kids without being married. So I married him on the foundation of that. It did not work out. My ex-husband was very bitter. He was very upset. He was bitter for years. So guess what he did? Every time the visitation comes, he was rude to me. He was disrespectful to me. It was hurting to me. And then, therefore, when I had the opportunity to now have my son back, you know what I did not do? I did not bash his dad. Amen. I did not do that. I did not do that. You know what I did? You know what I did? It was me and his response. We were grown. We It did not work out, baby. But this is what I have to show you. You cannot disrespect me. 
because your dad disrespected me. And then I explained to him. I sat him down again talking to him. Your dad was very upset because of our marriage. Your father is a great dad. Your father is a great dad because he took the responsibility. I did not pull out all those bad things about his dad. I did not bash his and dad in front it. of him. I agree with that. I didn't do it. I and that's what's that. wrong with these kids. They're bashing a dad. They're bashing a mom. No. Mm-hmm. You take responsibility of what you did. So now what I'm doing now is is showing him this is how you treat a young lady. This is how you open up doors. His dad didn't do it to me, but this is what I told him. This is what mothers, your your girlfriend that you're going to have, mothers look at that baby. I didn't say your dad was horrible. Your dad was this and that. No, he does not because he respects his dad. So why would I take that away from him? Now, he did it to me, and I had the opportunity. See, when we take that opportunity, we want to get back of hurt people, hurt people. Mm-hmm. And so because he hurt me, now I'm getting ready to hurt him, and the child is in the my middle. I said, I refuse to put my child in that middle because of how you and I was grown and we messed up. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to now help him. Baby, yeah. I said, your dad was great. He took the responsibility when mommy was on drugs. Mommy got on drugs, and I wasn't right. But your dad stepped up to the plate and took you, and I'm thankful for that. <laughs> but now I have to show yeah. you that this is how you treat a young lady. You open up doors. You don't holler at them. You don't bash them. You talk, this is what I'm doing. He's listening to me now. He's looking mm-hmm. at, well, you're not dogging out dad. When, my, when dad dogged out you, and now I'm mm-hmm. an example, because everything that his dad told him about me, I didn't have to go back and keep explaining and going forth. What did he say? Oh, he said that? Oh, dirty dog. Yeah, I can't believe he said that. No, I didn't. I showed him an example. Well, at Amen. that point, he probably because had a good bag. Your light is going to shine. Your light is going to shine. My life yeah. shines in front of him. Your light yes. and your life is going to shine in the end. Go ahead, yes. sis, take it over. Go ahead. Amen. Go ahead. Well, we're out of time. <laughs> But this has been so good. This has really been a blessing. I am prayerful that those that have joined the show and those that would even listen to the archive of the show would be blessed and understand um, that our children need us as parents. They really they need do. Us. They need us as they parents. They need us. You they know, need they, they need that. They do. They need that nurturing. They need that example. Yes. They need that affirmation yes. in their life. How you perceive a person's role in your life opens up mm-hmm. the door with how you receive that person's guidance in mm-hmm. your life. Yeah. You know, yes. it, it's the same way with a pastor. If you don't see that man of God or that woman of God as your quote unquote pastor, if they're just your your friend or whatever, then they will never be able to speak into your life and help you to rise to another level. Okay, it's the Amen. same way with with being a parent. Uh-huh. It's all in how your children perceive you. If they perceive you as their parent, then they will receive from you wisdom and knowledge and understanding that they need to help guide yes. them in life. So we yes. pray Amen. that this has been a blessing to you guys. We are so thankful, Yvonne, for you coming on and being transparent you. and sharing yes. your testimony. What a blessing it has been. What a Thank true, you so true much. blessing it has been. Amen. Amen. This is not this. You can't cover this in an hour. 
You know what I'm saying? Because this is a problem. You can't. you can't cover this in an hour because there's so many parents that want to say, I need help. I need help. Teach me how. And that's something that I'm doing right now. I'm just teaching parents and I'm just living my life differently than I did before. And I'm humbling myself. And, you know, I'm putting down that pride and, and I'm saying, you know what? I have to live my life differently in front of them. Now, I'm not always perfect. And I tell them that mommy is not always perfect, but I'm not where I used to be. I'm not where I'm going to be, but I'm going Amen. to that point. And when you fall and when you do those things, you tell your kids, okay, I'm pray for mama. Mama, 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 you know, you have moments. I have moments. Pray for mama. Mama shouldn't, mm-hmm. you know, let me, let me get myself together. And that's what you, you have to be transparent and tell these kids that these kids need us. They need us. They do. Amen. Amen. They do. Well, amen. Well, God bless everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in and join in with us next week for It's Real, Real Talk on Real Issues. Have a God-blessed week. Thank you so much for tuning Bye-bye. in. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Let's keep it real.